Welcome to the MTG Painful Truths Podcast. Uh, we got episode number 31. I'm your host, Britt Wagner. Joining me as always is my good friend, Cole Kirkman. Cole, how have you been, bud? It me. I'm Cole. <laughs> uh, so we'll... Uh, so we got a little bit to talk about this week. Uh, I we're going to talk about our individual RCQ events uh, and how we did that. I guess from the time of this recording, it was uh, a week and a few days ago. I think we talked about it in the last episode, like they were coming up. I think, right? Yeah, yeah, we did. Yeah, we haven't talked about the results. Uh, that'll be pretty quick, and we'll talk about the. Uh, then we'll follow up with Team Trio's event. That's the one that we've been really excited for. Uh, that was up in Oklahoma City. We'll talk about that real quick. And then we're going to talk about what we're doing with the new set. Uh, not necessarily directly associated with the new set, but in some cases it is. Um, I mean, and obviously we'll we're going to have the, the episode, everyone's favorite episode, come out. My favorite episode, too. Yeah, where we go over, you know, the, the best cards in the set or cards to look out for. You know, now we're doing way more research so we don't miss any more Ledger Shredders. Right. <laughs> yep, that's we were looking for that, too. It's like, there's not a Ledger Shredder in here, is there? Um, but we'll... Well, yeah, we'll do our full set overview. Uh, that'll be our next episode. And by the time you listen to this, we might have all the cards, but we both were like, no, let's not do it yet. Yeah, a lot of the cards are like foreign, like not actually spoiled yet. And I don't want to like, I, I don't want to like take the extra time to like try, try to figure all this out. <laughs> right. There's, yeah, there's quite a bit, quite a bit of uh, cards to go that we always like to talk about. And there's cards I'm really excited for in the set. But yeah, anyway. Yeah, and at the end of this episode, we're going to bring up some cards we're, we're excited for for different decks. Yep. Yep, exactly. So let's, uh, Colt, let's go ahead and go right in, uh, and we'll go with the normal order of the the player did worse. We'll speak first. Didn't we end um, up with the same record, though? No, no you, I mean, on, on the scoreboard, you were a little bit higher than me. No, I know, but like, same record at the end of the day, right? Four and two, yes. Yeah. I went four and two. Yeah, yeah. okay. Just so we did have the same record, yeah. Um, so, okay, so let's go over the events real quick. I think we mentioned it, but we uh, Cole and I went to different stores for different events on the same weekend. It was weird not having you. Yeah, same. Um, and you played Pioneer at, was it Brickhouse? No, store? fuck. It's Comic Asylum, I think. Comic Asylum, okay. Shit, I don't know if that's correct. Don't quote me. Okay, so you went to Store A. I went to Boardwalk Games. And, and we did go with friends. I went with Nick. Yep, and I had Jacob... Uh, and Mikey and it's just kind of other people I get along with that were also there, but really it's like me and Jacob that were kind of, uh, we were kind of squatting up together, I guess you can say, um, I was kind of cheerleading him and, and vice versa. And, and the other guy, Oh, Oh, and uh, I should mention Logan, Logan, uh, I think Logan Morris and, um, who's the, who's the other gentleman? I, John Briggs? John, yeah, Briggs. John Briggs. Oh yeah. We yeah. should mention them. Yeah. Fuck. Yeah. I'm going to tell them about this episode when we see them. Yeah. <laughs> let, let, let's, let's do it right now. Uh, it was John Briggs who was playing, or um, I'm sorry, Logan Morris on hardened scales. He got top eight, which was pretty awesome for him. I think it was his best result. Uh, John Briggs as well. He doesn't do a lot. According to him, if I'm remembering correctly, he says he doesn't do these very often, but it was his best result. Uh, and he just narrowly missed top eight. He was, I think he was in a win and in just missed out. And so that was great to see um, that they, that, you know, s- someone that we knew of had always had good always worked for the store local guys. You know? Yeah. yeah and we, they're yeah, good I guys. Did. They're, they're genuine guys. Yeah. Yeah. I, I like it. Yeah. Plenty of times we're at Nerd Hall after store hours just chatting with those guys. They're great guys. Um, so it's, yeah, that was awesome. Uh, so good job, guys. Uh, I think that's it. I think that we got to plug with, uh, 
with the yeah, I think that's the point. I know. Well, I guess we can talk about Jacob real quick. I don't think he did as well. Jacob, he he did not. He did not do as well. Because I was keeping track of the chat, and you can always tell when someone's doing a little worse whenever people stop replying. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Like I was like, Jacob has the record after like two hours, and like didn't hear anything. I was like, oh well, I can only assume. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, I'm trying to find my. I, I I remember I posted in the team chat kind of general, so I'm that's that's you know it's been a little while for me, so I'm trying to trying to put that together. I um, guess while you're doing that, real quick. No, I got it. I got it. I got it. I got it. Sorry, sorry, everyone. Uh, yeah, so I have my my full my my layout. Um, unless unless there's something else you need to do to it. I'm just gonna go. All right, so. Uh, <laughs> So I so I'm sitting down with my first opponent. I realized I forgot my play mat. It's irrelevant, but I'm kind of tilted. I'm like, ah, I forgot my play mat. Oh, that's my that's like a cardinal sin. Yeah. So I sit down, get to my opponent, and they're still writing their deck list. I was like, oh. Okay. Oh yeah, you told me about this. Yeah, and I look over. And I I forget the card that stands out to me, but I I think I see like it was either inspiring vantage or goblin guide that wasn't I wasn't it riftbolt. I thought. I don't think it was riftbolt, but it was something where I was like, I knew I was playing against burn right away. I was like fuck which is i would just say i'm disadvantaged and oh sorry i always forget this i'm playing four color creativity uh url uh penguins uh full 75 so i had a full cyborg guide going with me throughout all of this and as of this at the end of this tournament i was happy about the list but we'll uh more to come with that uh so but i play against burn uh i don't have any notes on this i know i lose in three three games iona on red was the kind of the clincher for me in the game i did win um and i look over as he good good buddy tommy harding actually we're not we're officially facebook friends so it's official i can call him my friend um but he yeah he obviously or if you don't know he won the scg dallas event playing uh creativity as well so uh i knew this was he was a good guy, a good player and uh, I'm watching him play, and I could tell that he's playing the exact same list as me. And that knowledge helps me go into round two when I get paired up against him. Uh, so, I, yeah, sit, sit across against uh, Tommy Harding. Uh, I win game three with Iona on red also. So Iona uh, winning me a lot of games. Uh, I don't have any too, uh, too, much, too many notes. He dropped right after that. Well, he, yeah, the he bracket. Had the, yeah, apparently he he had the foresight to say the t- second loss is lethal, but I was like, look, I I'm gonna keep jamming basically and see how it shakes out. Um, the the falling ground was against uh, Hammer Time. This was against uh, good friend Cade. Uh, he I knew and I knew he was on Hammer. Um, he had a the game he beat me. He had a Invisible Stalker out. I was like, ah, okay, well that's. My, I have to go with the Archive Creativity Removal spell. Um, so that's that's the plan there. And I, I think I knew he tutored for a hammer or something like that. Or no, no, he had a Saga on two and the um, Sigarda's Aid in play. So I was like, all right, I'm taking 11. But, you know, if I get the Archon trigger, that will presumably be good enough. And he, like, reveals his top deck of Stoneforge Mystic. It's like, all right, so this will be another second hammer. So I'll, I'll have you a lethal. I told him, like, but, but, but that'll kill me. <laughs> <laughs> and that's great uh good guy uh following up i play against wes uh he's on five color rhinos 
this was kind of tilting to me. Wes has my number. Like, the few games we played, he smoked me. And sure enough, he plays Rhinos. I don't know what he's on going in. And uh, I don't know. I don't remember the first game, but I know he beats me. And the second game, he actually just plays two Endurances. And uh, just holding up interactions throughout the game. I was like, what the fuck is happening? And those Endurances just, like, um, beat me up. So that was great. Uh, the next round is just against Rhinos. I, I only put two O. I think this this was a Boomer Rhinos list because I saw Brazen Bar and Bone Crusher Giant. You get kind of the classics. Um, but regardless of that, I, I beat him pretty easily. And then I play against Mono Green Tron, uh, winning with Rin Baseju Splinter Twin combo uh, in the second game. The first game, I think he either Mulligan Low or I had Spell Pierce or Ice and just kind of did my shit and and it worked. Uh, that was my event. Uh, I I knew I was probably outside of it, and I, I got 12th place uh, when everything shook out. Uh, so that was a little bit of a bummer. There's 51 people, so I guess, like, not, not the worst, but definitely not good enough. Still good showing. And yeah, I, I was, you know, ultimately, I was like, look, I, I like, it sucked that Burn was the deck where I like don't really have much sideboard help. I don't have a lot of uh, stuff. I certainly don't respect the deck right now. I still have it for a long time. Uh, Alec Brian, or I think it was you, or I think it was you that said like, "Oh, it's always the bridesmaid, never the bride." As Burn, yes. So and, Alec started that, and then yeah. Alec said it's never first; it's always like third or fourth. And then I, I came or I put it to the analogy: it's always the. Uh, the bridesmaid, never the bride. Yeah, and he, and he also said, uh, like, it's the deck that'll just ruin your tiebreakers after you lose to it, too. <laughs> yes. But he, uh, but actually, uh, the bird player was, was crushing it in the event. I think he top-aided, uh, so he was really helping out my tiebreakers. So, um, yeah, but I, I don't respect the, the bird matchup, and I... Um, and I, he was, I think he was the only burn player there. So I think that's just horrendous luck. I think there's plenty of scenarios where I show up in that room and I could top eight and maybe even do better. Um, but playing its burn was not what I wanted to, to start off with. I think round one is so important too. Like you definitely want to start with some wins and cause you always have the best breakers. So, but that was my event Cole. Um, after that I took off. How did your event go? After that, I, then I left. Well, I mean, we talked about like, oh, we should we could do dinner plans after this. We'll Never like heard from you after that. After after I was when I was done, I was done. I was like, fuck this, I'm out. I was just like, yeah, I was like I, waiting. I, I had like my phone mood. in my my hand. I was like, well, I'm gonna wait till Brett like tells me because you know they were. Oh, like, were you at the restaurant like with the waiter <laughs> yeah, coming back? We were at the Chili's. I'm like, yeah, he's he's coming. No, the waiter. Yeah, he's he'll be here. He said he's drinking late, and the waiter's like, uh huh, and you, walks away. You said, you said that an hour ago, <laughs> right? The candle is all the right at the at the bottom, <laughs> or whatever. Um, but yeah, I I was kind of mentally off it. I, was, I just wanted to go home. Oh, that's fair. That happens. Okay, but yeah, tell us tell us about your uh, uh, how it went for Pioneer. It, oh, and so what did you play? Okay, so about that. Okay, so we have big news, and we're gonna make a tweet about it. Right? I am. I'm happy about it. Okay. So no one else can take this. No, no one hundred percent. Tra- I already filed the trademark. I, I buy the domain name now, right now too. Yeah. So okay. the de- so if you know me, you've always heard of the blue red deck that I like. 
got from well what's the professional player's name i, I believe it was tsp yendrick but i might be wrong about that so i adopted sure that from him one in rcq and i've just carried this deck with me forever and i've made a lot of changes to it there's a lot of different versions of it so at some point i just named it gimmick because the way that you win the game is with jace most of the time is a gimmick so we do the team event whatever and we've found the perfect name for it uh and it's gonna be called this forever just blue red coal deck it's gonna be called shiggles because it's shits and giggles it's shiggles so now every time you hear me talk about blue red it'll be called shiggles so you should know what i'm talking about okay yep and that will be its name forever oh and and in every format too so like if i build a blue red deck in like standard shiggles um so raggle raggle shiggles raggle shiggles (laughs) and and modern That's so good. It's just so awesome. funny to say. It's not, it, oh man! But either way, so I played Shiggles. Um, you know, I think the tech I was on. Oh, I know I was with the gimmick package of Arcane Proxy. See the truth. I don't think I was on anything else cute. Either way, I was having a really good event. I played round one. I played against Grease Fang and raffled him. It was Abzan. Round two, I played against a model black player, and that was a pretty easy game. It didn't like it. So, like I said, Brent and I went four two both. I played against the one matchup that I didn't want to play against, which was control. He was the only control player in the whole room on blue white. Um, my sideboard did not respect control in the slightest, like at all. <laughs> like I had D strokes, and like that was it. Um, except I had one card, which I did a vote on with the guys, and it did come up, and I'll. Bring it up in game two. So game one, the way you beat control game one with Shiggles is you stick a Jace and hope it works. And um, for the most part, unfortunately, on the blind, my hand was like a lot of removal, like two fireies and lands. And when he played turn one hollow fountain tapped, I was like, fuck me. Like, I was like, great. I'm definitely not winning this game with this hand. Yeah. So I was like, fuck. So game two, I board in and I I just board out my four fire fiery impulses. Uh, for three D strokes and a, and a mystery card, and that card's gonna come up here in a minute. So that game, we're going long. Like we are both. He plays a rip, and I'm like, okay, well, my little shiggle strategy's not working anymore. It's fine, whatever. He keeps answering all my threats, and then eventually we get to this turn, like turn like fourteen or some shit, and he's like running out of gas, and I'm like, all right, I'm gonna pay six whole ass mana. I'm gonna play Niv Mizzet. Uh. And the part rune, and he looks at me and he's like, ah. <laughs> and I'm like, okay. And he like, we have this whole like turn cycle where, where he's fighting over trying to get rid of Niv. And like, I'm like, stroke your march, X equals whatever. And then on my turn, I hard cast a treasure cruise for eight mana to kill him. And it was a really good game. So I felt pretty good. I was like, okay, you know what? I can beat this if we go long. And then game three, he just went shark typhoon into shark typhoon into shark typhoon. And I just, could not find the fires of victory that I had in the deck. Neat. Um, so that was a problem. So I lost that. After that, I played against... Um, I played against Rakdos. And I was pretty confident. Like, Rakdos, I, I had uh, I had been pretty... It had been pretty even um, with the build that I had. Except the only problem with my opponent, both Game 1 and Game 2 went curved off into turn 4 Shieldred every game. Like, it was, like, turn one Thoughtseize, turn two Blood Tithe, turn three, either Fable the Mirror Breaker or the Werewolf, 
into turn four shielded. It was both games. And I was like, what the fuck? And I just could not beat that. Um, so I'm like, shit. And then I play against this really cool guy. He's on, uh, uh, the, the, the combo that's in pioneer. What's it called? The, the idiot that bounces itself or that you can pay a red to bounce it. Oh, the grinning Ingus. combo. Yeah. Ingus. Yeah. So we play yeah. in that matchup. He, <laughs> it's so funny. So in game one, he gains infinite life. Like after me, just answering everything, he just gains infinite life. Like, <laughs> okay. and, and I let it happen. And he's like, okay. And I'm like, yeah. And he's like, I, and he like counts my library. He's like, well, I have more cards than you. And I'm like, yeah. He's like, oh, okay. I'm like, all right, untap, play Jace, Wielder of Mysteries. And he's like, oh, fuck. And I'm like, yeah, hey, I'm going to uptake on myself. And he was not very happy. And then game two, I just had, like, removal for everything he ever did in his life um, and beat him. And then game round six, I play against soldiers. And we're at this position where me and my opponent, it's uh, someone I know, we're both in a position where we're like, okay, well, we could top eight, right? Like, we're looking at the points. But it's deciding on the table next to us. It's the one guy that's at 10 points. If he loses, uh, either me or my or my opponent can make it in. The problem was is that his opponent was someone that I knew that got upset a previous round and left without dropping. So if he would have stayed and beat him, or even if he would have dropped instead of just leaving... Because they gave the 10-pointer a free win, so neither of us could make it. So I made ninth overall. I beat this Soldier's deck in the last round. And I was so... I wasn't... I was just a little, like, bone... Like, because the top eight was all Soldiers, or all Humans, and, like, one Rakdos deck. And I was like... It's like, god damn it. I was like... Like, that's, like, that's what I wanted. I didn't play Humans the whole day, except for until the last round, basically. And I was like... Like I clock like after we figured out the guy was there, I literally clocked out playing against my last round opponent and like made like seventy five misplays. Like I was like, I'm gonna win with Jace this game, fuck it, whatever. And I had, like forty five tokens or some shit. And I was like, I'm just gonna win with Jace. Like it, it didn't matter, and that that was the upsetting part was that like it could have mattered. And then Nick topped eight and he lost to humans in the last or in the top eight. Um, and we have another. RCQ this weekend in Oklahoma, the same store we were just at for the trios event. I'm I'm gonna say right now, as we're recording this, I'm still a little on the fence. Um I mean, like, I wanna go play Shiggles, but I kinda like so I'll make a new text. I'll I'll put it out here. So before we talk about the trios event, because that's what's next, I'm gonna say it. So it was me. I think we already said who the team was gonna be, right? It was Alec. Yeah, 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 we did last So Alec decided to play Shiggles. Yeah, he was the it, one that he wasn't it, locked in right away. Yeah, he locked. wasn't locked in, and we were like, and I had been tearing it up. And Shiggles has basically had a really good rate. Like against yeah. like every real deck, it has had a phenomenal rate. To be fair, though, looking at how it ha- like how the weekend went, I think the rate might be because of how I play Shiggles. <laughs> Honestly, sometimes because like it also drew. You could find the mono white players like you. You well, even that, when I haven't played against mono white. Well, yeah. to be fair, though, Alec played against one guy, and he made it look so easy. Yeah. Uh, and that was a matchup that I thought was going to be a little rough. But, so, Alec plays Shiggles, and I am incredibly impressed by how well he did with it for having maybe, like, two days total testing with it. Because, and he admitted, he was like, that deck is a son of a bitch to pilot. 
He said it was harder than Murktide, who it, he he thinks Murktide's pretty tough. I, and I don't know, but I I think Murktide is like underrated difficulty. He said it's more difficult than that. Yeah, I mean, like, and like I said, and it's it's very different from outside looking in because I basically watched him the whole time, um, like because I like looking in like if you don't know the play like I built the deck, and like I play it religiously, and if you don't know all the play patterns or like what to do, because my mentality when you play Shiggles is you floor it. And we finally got Alec to learn, like realize that because he was very conservative when he first got it. And when he realized, oh man, if you have a one-man spell, you fucking throw it. And like after he started doing that, he was like, wow, this deck's like, a lot easier now, now that I know how you're supposed to play it. Like It's a race to the finish is how the deck is kind of played. And for that event, I will say I made some modifications to Shiggles that definitely came up a lot. We played a one of Beacon Bolt to fight against Shieldred because I got scared straight by Shieldred. After my RCQ. Because like. Fires of Victory was my main board answer. In addition to like Divide. And like just every fucking time. It was like. They just kept hand checking me. And making me have to answer everything else going on. And I kept calling their bluff. I'm like there's no way like my opponent just has to turn. Four children again. Like you know. So it. That was kind of rough. So I got scared straight. But he played Beacon Bolt. And he, it came up a lot. Like that weekend. Uh, that was a good call. I, I like. I oh really yeah, I'll, I'll probably continue to really play. Good. If I go this week, I'm definitely playing Beacon Bolt. Still, that card came up pretty immensely. And then another and card that also just had having jumpstart, so it's easy. Like it's great to mill too. Yeah, that's like... what I was gonna say. That's what I love about it because I was like, if you mill it off of third, uh, founding the third path, like it just has text still. You can just consider it also. It's yeah, like, like oh, I've had games where I, I, I can have it. Hand. I'll yeah, connive it most sure. games. I'll throw it away. I'm like, can I put a plus one counter? I will use this later when I need to. Yeah. Absolutely. Um, but the other big change to Shiggles, it was more of like, to me, it felt more of a fun of, but Alex said it came up pretty relevant. Uh, and even watching some of the games it did, was Jace Architect of Thought as a one of? Yeah. And yeah, he came up a lot, like as card advantage, as annoying, like he gained Alex, I think like six life one game. Like, it was unfortunate because we're going to talk about the Cheerios event, and it's unfortunate Alex hit a matchup that, like I said, was unbeatable for, for my deck. Um, which I'll, which I'll say now he hit Phoenix twice. Yeah. And like, that, we know that's rough. No, that like, match. We... I mean, they play flyers that come back. Like, and we don't play like whatever the one mana exile thing is flames of the heart or whatever. We, we should talk about the tech that Alec brought up that I think was, uh, was, was really interesting. Yeah. In, in yeah. And I'll, you know, honestly, uh, I'll, I will probably play that tech this weekend if I go. And that was what, what that was a uh, weather weather runestone. So Alec got scared straight by Brent and I against Green. Yes, I mean especially me because like so when when we were testing with Alec, you know, teaching him to fight all these matchups, which like I said, incredibly. I know he's going to listen to this episode. I'm incredibly impressed. Like not bullshitting. Yeah, me too. To God, he sat there and tried to ingest as much information about this deck that he has no idea, and it's not even his play style. Like he's not a really like for it play style kind of guy. He's very conservative he's, he's with how he plays. Ca- yeah, he's a Jundy guy. Yeah, usually. so like when you tell him like, "Hey man, every card is goes to the graveyard," basically like, because I my my kind of play is, comes from Pokemon. You know, like I want to put every card in my hand in my graveyard and then it replace itself. Um, like that's how I play. So like that's why Shiggles for me is perfect because I'm like, oh, opt, consider opt, keep it on top, baby, let's keep going. Um. Yeah. You know, for him, he had a lot of questions. Like, I'm considering, he's like, his top card's off. He's like, well, should I keep it here? And I'm like, yeah, why the fuck wouldn't you keep it here? He's <laughs> like, well, it could be something better. I'm like, no, it can't. It's a one-man draw spell. Keep it. Yeah. Um. You know, and stuff like that. Um. 
But yeah, he he was so scared of green that he opted for weather rootstone, which would have been importing its Phoenix. It unfortunately never came up, and it was the one other matchup that it would have been good against. Yeah. Which to be fair, like we were talking about with him, if he did get to it in that matchup, it probably could have helped him a lot. Because the one part about Phoenix that sucks is the Phoenix part of Phoenix. Because yeah. like with our deck, like we can wall out the ground really easy, but like the second there's a dickhead flyer. And the yeah. problem is, like, you have Ledger Shredder to fight on that axis, but they play a one-mana deal five. Right. So, like, your Shredder's never really going to get to that point that, like, well, hopefully it does, but usually won't get to the point where, like, it matters. Um, and then, you know, they have the combo of taking two turns in a row. So, yeah, yeah unfortunately, he hit that twice. We had a really good weekend. I mean, we're about to go over it, but honestly, like, just, just to keep putting it out there, like, thoroughly impressed with Alec. Right. Yeah, the weather root zone. He he brought it up because we were doing mono green testing. Yeah, and... my philosophy with green was like, just hope they don't do it. Like, and, right. and that's for a lot of decks in the format. Like, my belief with green and a lot of people's belief with green is like, green is the one deck that like, if you're fighting it on a fair axis, most decks can beat it, but it's the second when they just do the thing. And like, most decks just can't beat green when it does the nut. Right. Yeah. Like when Green's like, oh, I found my Nykthos plus my Storm the Festival. And it's like, well, okay, I guess I lose. Like, yeah. There's just not a lot of decks that can fight that. So for me with Shiggles, I was like, okay, well, like, you could beat Green when they're doing fair shit. But, like, when they're doing, um, like, the second they start doing unfair stuff, it's, like, really hard. Yeah. I will admit for testing, though, when we did test it, he, he was winning Morgan's Green when he didn't have Runestone. Yeah, strangely. But I, I like, Nothing against the card because we. No, I think I, the card w came up like randomly. Like there was a turn when we were testing that, like you, he found it and you like top deck storm the festival and you're like, oh, oh no, he gusted. Yeah, 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 he gusted one. I had a second one in hand and basically just turned off both those cards with that card. Yeah, I was like that just now in the coffin and we did. I, I wanted to do this, so we I think we did two games. Where I was like, all right, keep keep a hand, but also with weathered rootstone because we're not do we're not trying to like. Like, we could do fair game matchups, but we're testing the card individually. So I was like, let's actually, let's just have a uh, starting hand with it in it, with it included, uh, just to see if it mattered. And I think those games, Green still won, or they happened to win. Yeah, because my argument like, card into shit or something. Well, that's what, was, like, I saw Alec, I was like, my, my problem with Runestone was, like, Green can still just win on, like, turn two, four, four plan, right? Right. Like... Yeah, they don't have the combo, but like they can just beat the shit out of you. <laughs> right. Yeah, you don't know what what part of green you're getting. Yeah, sometimes. and like like I said, when when you're keeping hands that aren't revolving around a card against green, like that can beat the fair side of green. Like if you're going against green, I always just have the belief like I, I they just have it, and I'll play against the fair side of it. Because yeah. you can buy a lot of time with divide. Oh but, yeah, for sure. But like I mean like because a lot of times when you beat green is like they do have Nyctos, but they're like all right, I'll try to cast this cavalier, and you're like put it back in your hand. Yeah. And then you like untap your turn and then do it again, and they're like, ugh. they're like, God damn it, stop! And you're like, keep doing it. And, the, and one thing also, and I, I I bring this up a lot in just Pioneer if you're playing a blue deck, is like I'm a huge believer in Disdainful Stroke, especially that competes with Aether Gust in that. Oh, slot. Yeah, I will say we did go to four. We actually cut Gust entirely in our list. Yeah, and I think the four it, stroke came up a lot for him. I think so too, and I. Like Gust, I I think that card just flat overrated because Stroke like the only thing is like the old gold Stroke gets in, gets in on the table, but like it stops Karn, it stops everything, it actually just deals with the problem. Like Gust, it's like okay, I hope I have a second counter spell, or whatever. Like 
I, I don't think Gus is even... Like, I've, I've done it a lot where I'm like, yeah, just get rid of the Gus. Just have a disdainful stroke. Like, we want one for one. Like, a two-mana spell that stops their four, five, six, flashback for ten spell. Like, that, we're very happy with that. So that's why I like... Specifically in that matchup, I like stroke more. Um, but that's, you know, that's my take. Um, and I wanted to bring up Weathered Rootstone, where I think it, initially he was like, he, he brought this up. He was like, all right, Weathered Rootstone, what do you guys think? I was like, I don't think, I like, my gut tells me no, and Cole, I think, um. I was in the same way, I was like, no. <laughs> yeah, but then, what kind of sold me on the card was, like, it, it is a, it, it's a, it's a card that can come in in a fair bit of matchups. It's not just a great like it's not like the silver bullet for just mono green it actually is good against phoenix which is a bad matchup and it, it's serviceable against grease fang too yeah like we brought up um because like one card that had been talked about that i had tried before was alpine moon for shiggles right and i just dude i, I hated it like it was for lotus field because that matchup's rough but like it just yeah. never mattered like you're keeping a one-off card that doesn't feed anything else going on really and like like, if Alpine Moon was two mana and it at least replaced itself, I would keep it. Like, right. drew a card, like, two mana, play it, draw a card. And it's like, okay. Right. But yeah, I mean, it it, it came up. Yeah, yeah. We, we went. We both went from iffy into... It, it, I think it's actually quite okay. I think it's pretty good. Um, I guess, is there anything else about Alex deck that we wanted to bring up? Uh, maybe like I guess we could. Yeah, I guess we could, later, we, but... we could just start about rounds and shit. Yeah. Um, or I guess if you want to talk about um, you want to talk about what we all played. Yeah, yeah. So obviously we know Alec played uh, Shiggles. Uh, I play. <laughs> <laughs> I play. I you know I play creativity again. I played seventy three of the same seventy five. Uh, just changing two sideboard cards. Uh, playing creativity. Uh, Cole, what did you play? I played Tried and True Reanimator. Yeah, it was so so fun to see, like, just watching. I played the same kind stuff. of magic I played everything else. I played <laughs> fucking Florent Magic. <laughs> Florent Magic. That's awesome. I said, fuck uh, it, we're going sideways. Yeah. I, I, I guess I, I, we could go round by round like we did. But yeah, I mean, well, there be... was, oh, oh, by the way, I will say for this event, there should have been six rounds, I think, too. But I'm not going to get into that. Well, it was twenty nine player or 20, 29 teams, right? So, isn't it five rounds? I guess I don't know. Yeah. It feels different. There's a lot of things about this event. We're not gonna. I... We, we could be brief about stuff. Okay, I, so I will. Let, I will let, down, let's go. Let me, let, let me lay down the piece real quick because okay. now I'm heated. One thing. Uh, this is the <laughs> okay. only thing that was that, that that mattered in my opinion. The round times were fifty minutes for trios. In addition, they started rounds. Pretty fucking fast. Like, yes. they would start rounds really fast. I think against the store. I'm not going to get into that. This is not me. It's not Cole. Hey, Cole, fuck the store. No. I actually like the store quite I a bit. I do too. And and a lot of people, I had brought this up at the event, and people were like, I don't, I don't, I don't know if something's changed about Team Trios. Here's the thing. It is not a sanctioned event. Store can run it. Literally is whatever they want to. We could add yeah. forty minute rounds for fuck's sake. I think Team Trio should always be sixty minutes because the fact that we didn't have the extra ten minutes and the fact that they started every round quickly, you know, I get it. Try to get people out, you know, whatever. 
People don't want to yeah. be there all day. Some people don't. But the fact that they didn't give the extra 10 minutes became so important because every round we would go to time, not our team, I'm talking about just in general, there would be like, because once you get to turns, you know you don't have to take, you can take as much time as you need. Like obviously at a reasonable pace, but as the judge consumes, but you know, they people take longer. Yeah. Now, sure. in addition to taking longer because you need to think more, now you have two other people talking to you about your actions you should take. And right? that and that eats up time. We so at, if you've ever played team trios, you know that if you stand up, you opt out of talking to your team. Which we're gonna get into another thing in a minute too about that. But um, you opt out of talking to your team because you could see your opponent's cards, and you don't want to be able to like sit next to your team, and be like, "Hey, fuckface over there has a sky sovereign or something, whatever." You know, right. cheating. Which is it makes sense. That makes sense. Yeah. And one round, I'm like, man, I really had to go piss. Alec is going to time, and I'm like, okay, I think y'all got it. I gotta go use the bathroom. While, you know, the getting's good. So I opt out. I tell my opponents, I'm like, hey guys, good luck on your next round if we win or lose or whatever. You know, the kind thing. And I leave. They go to time, it was 25 minutes past that, that still two other tables were playing in addition to Alex's table. Right. Which would have been fixed more than likely if they had 10 extra minutes. Because within the 10 extra minutes, you still know you have to play at a, at a reasonable pace. Like, you're still playing fast. Because you're like, fuck, you know, I would need to win this so we don't tie. I'm racing the clock. Right. Which, that, that is a thing that comes up. My other thing, this is my last thing, at least for me. So at team trios, you know, you're allowed to talk to your teammates. That, that is a, a key part of that format. That is what makes that format, you know, fun. It makes it, you know, interesting because you're playing against three players and a one, whatever, all that, whatever. Their store policy on that was that you can't scoot your chair to go to your pioneer seat. So I could not go to Alec to go help him, which made things detrimental because the whole game plan going into it was that I could help Alec because our my games would be done incredibly fast. Right. So a lot of my rounds were me just sitting like basically over Brent's lap like leaned over him like watching Alec and helping him from there which is stupid. That wouldn't have been a problem if we didn't play against one table where me and the legacy player finished and the legacy player and there's nothing against them they were great guys that the legacy player literally got up and wouldn't help their pioneer player. And they were locals to the store. Like I said, not, nothing to them. They're, they were great guys. They were local to the store. I don't know, like, if they just knew they could do that. I wasn't going to bring anything up because he, he like, maybe said, like, a couple words to the Pioneer player. And then he kind of, like, walked off and went and shopped. And then came back. Whatever. I was more focused on, like, trying to help Al or Alec through, like, the toughest matchup of his life. But, like, it just... That part alone, like the fact that I could not move chairs, but so, and it wasn't even just this person in general. We had played another round where the legacy player and I finished pretty late, not late for our match time, more than 10 minutes. Um, and he got up to go take a phone call, which, and he even told all of us, he's like, Hey, good luck on your next round, whatever. And then he came back maybe like 20 minutes because we were going to, I think we were going to time that round too. Sure. Yeah. Which is fine. He didn't talk to his teammates at all, he just came back. Yeah. So, like, I don't, I don't know. I just, I, I just need to know where the line is drawn because round one, and this all starts because this, because round one I had asked right as the round started, me and my legacy opponent finished within like ten minutes, right? And I'm like, hey, judge, you know, because I didn't want to get yelled at. I didn't want to like do something I'm not supposed to do. I was like, yeah. hey, judge, you know, I know you can't stand up, but can I scoot my chair over like you usually can? And they were like, no, you can't. And I was like, okay, I guess if that's the rule, then that's the rule. 
So then me and my legacy opponent that we just played, he's a really cool guy. We just played fun games of legacy while I just trusted Alec and Brent to win their game. <laughs> right. Which like, I, I trusted Brent, you know, Brent's a confident player, but like, you know, like we just said, Alec had just played this deck for two days equivalent. And a big part of our game plan going into the day was like, all right, Cole's going to finish this game fast and he come help Alec. Alec. So yeah. like, it just, it was a very strange thing. That was my first team trios there. Which was so weird too, because there was a team trios in Oklahoma at a different store, but for the same event, we think. Yeah, it was a Sooner Championship. It was this was a different. I guess they bid on it on like having the Sooner Championship, and uh, this time it was at this store, whereas the one we went to, I guess two years ago, was at the other other shop or whatever. Yeah, and I know there you can move because we moved around. Oh yeah. So I like I said I don't know like no harp on the store. I know it just sounded like Cole just ripped the store's ass a new one. Like I said, they're a good store. I have nothing against that. I just like, there were no real rules about anything of that nature about the moving stuff. You know, I like everywhere else that I've ever played Team Trios. And I play Team Trios a lot. Like me and Brent do them every time they get we get a chance to. Um, we often do, yeah. Yeah, because that's like our favorite shit. Like, <laughs> and then we just adopt a third. But um, <laughs> like, I don't know. To me, I was just like, if there was like a post-it, like maybe there was. Uh, like I said, I don't know. But at least from what I could tell, there wasn't. Um, and then, like I said, the 60 minutes over 50 minutes, like would have saved probably the whole day an extra, like two hours. Like that was such a big deal. Cause like I said, as soon as the round started going long, like later in the day, like our last round, uh, when we finished and we finished in turns, they were still not done with two other tables. And we took a, I think we took a good minute. Like, I think we took an extra 10, 15 minutes in turns. Because, like I said, you got two other people talking to you. Like, your opponent that round, like, questioned every single thing he ever did with his life. Um, so, like I said, it should have been 60. Everywhere I've ever played ever. And I even think of the last two, one, two years ago, it was 60 minutes. Like I, th- I think so. I don't remember being rushed to, to close, like, any games. Yeah, like, like, I... I think we went to turns once or something, and that was me, because I was playing Lotus Field and Pioneer. Uh, yeah, because I, I had to help you, yeah. Yeah. Like I said, I, I don't know. Like I said, no harp on the store. Store's cool. I've talked to their staff. Not about this, obviously, but like just they're cool people in general. Yeah. But like I said, it just I it is just very weird to me. Fun event overall. I would love to do it again. Obviously, I hope more come up because I had a lot of fun and we're gonna go over that here in a second. Yeah. But I just had to say that because like I said, that I don't know. I'm sure I'm gonna get messaged on Twitter or wherever, like, here's the rule of trios now. Which, if that's the case, like, if the rules of trios is 50 minutes, sure. But my thing is, the event wasn't sanctioned, so I don't understand why you... doesn't matter. It was, it was, so, at NRG, it was 60. Yeah, it, like was, it 60. was 60. And, like, so I... Re, like, everybody knows now, because that was a running joke on the on, this, on, on here, is that Cole watches old Pro Tours because he wants to live in the past. Um, in the old Magic 25th anniversary, it is Team Trios. It's an hour. So I don't, I don't know where we, where it went different. I think like when I ran trios at the stores that I worked at, I think I did an hour and 10, like 10 minutes to let people. And like I said, they started their rounds fast. Like we, like, I think like Brent, where you were still setting up by the time they just were like, all right, go. Oh yeah. Yeah. Because I was me out. My, the game was the longest. Uh, we were deboarding and then like round three or whatever, and we, and I was like, can you give us, let us fucking breathe for a second? And my opponent, who was also deboarding, was like, yeah, geez. And uh, yeah, 
And like I get, like I get it. It's the whole like you know, yeah. people don't want to be there all day, and that's fine. I get that, but it just it it makes it take longer because then we we're like having to rush to go find the spot. And I mean, we would have time where like we weren't even sitting down yet, and they were like, "All right, round fucking four, go." Um, oh yeah. Oh, oh, and it's on MTG Melee, which I overall I like MTG Melee, but uh, I'm the only one who has the pairing. So y'all basically just stared at me like, "Hey, where do we go?" Yeah, and, and like. Round one, I was, like, using the restroom, and then, like, I come out, like, pairing started. Where are we going? <laughs> Just, like, two small children or something. <laughs> like I said, I, like, no harp on the store or, you know, any of our opponents or anything like that, but it, I don't know. It, it just, to me, I think things, to make it easier should have been a little different, but, you yeah. know, I'm, I might be the only person that thinks that. There could have been people that, like, are, like, it was ran perfectly, which is fine. That's, that's fine. Yeah, I mean, I have I have no like, no huge opinion on how it was. Like, I just wish we had. I do I do think I and we talked about this off cast. Like, no, if we knew it was fifty minutes going in, that makes, like, we we talked about like maybe Alex should not have played Shiggles just because. Yeah, well, I mean, we thought we had quickly. an hour, and we thought we could move. So there there were a lot of things that like we had planned for that were regular at every other event we've ever gone to. That, like, I completely thrown on their head when we went. Because, like I said, like, when we had planned it out, we were like, all right, Alec, you're going to play Shiggles. It's going to be a little rough. You know, take your time. Don't play too slow, but take your time. And, like, I, my match could be done real fast. Like I said, I'm on Reanimator. Like, I'm in fucking Florida. I lose faster. I win fast. So, like, I can scoot over and help you. And, like, basically pilot the deck for you. You know, to a point. But, like I said, you know, they just, like, can't move. And you have 50 minutes. I was like, wow. And Pioneer is like, Pioneer can be a slow format. <laughs> so like, like, I mean, in, in format speed, it's like Legacy is the fastest, then Modern, then Pio. Like, there were a bunch of blue-white control decks in the Pioneer seats, so like, I felt bad for them. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Either way, okay. fun, fun event, fun event. Yeah, yeah. Still, yeah, and yeah, we were talking about it, I think, we, yeah, we had Chick-fil-A after, we are like, yeah, that was, like, despite our uh, result which could have been better. We still had fun. We still had a lot of fun. And this was Alex's first one. Yeah, that and was a big thing it, too. It was like it was like, yeah, it was it was his first first one. Yeah, and he yeah, it was a lot. It's always a lot of fun. Yeah, I was I was we like me and Brent were like hyping it up like it was the coolest thing on the fucking planet. Yeah. Um. Yeah. So I'll I'll just go. Yeah. Let me go over my just really quick. Uh. Round by round. I would do one be quick because I, I I do want to like go to our next topic. Well, I was gonna say if you want, let me do mine first because mine's gonna be really fast. Okay, go for it. So I mean, well, we don't have to go round by round if we just want. Well, we'll just do. Yeah, I'll just... do my round by round and then you do yours. So yeah, our yeah, overall yeah. record was two two one. Yes. We it we had figured if we went three one one, we might have had a shot. I in the back of my mind thought we definitely didn't because they cut to top six and not top eight. I I had the calculator and a lot of you know you know that's not. Tournament magic is weird. Yeah, Yeah, tournament magic is weird because people intentionally draw to get into top six in this case. Yeah. Um, But I I thought X11 would be good enough, but we found out later that one of our friends who, a different different team got with 311 and were on the outside. So, yeah, I mean, Uh, I think it might have been good, but like, I don't know. Like, they, they got their first loss round one, so that was a big kicker. And like, sure. Yeah. I don't know, like, in the back of my mind when we were talking about it, I was like, I think the only way we would have known for sure is if we stayed and, like, waited for our opponent's pairings to come up. Right. Like, saw if yeah. they topped eight or not. 
Yeah, we were two one and one going the last round, and I thought we were in a. I think we were clean ninth going in the last round. Yeah, so yeah, we were ninth going in. We're two one and one, but I I, I thought if winning would put us in the top six. Yeah, I mean, like it, it's hard to say. I mean, obviously, but and, and there could have been like uh, maybe we're like barely be out a different team who went three one and one. Also, it's hard to who knows at this point. Yeah, and especially like, like I said, with all like the going to times, the draws, like. Yes, yeah. There were exactly. a lot, like, we sat next to a team that was 2-0-2. Right. So, like... <laughs> right. And the, yeah. their opponents were like, oh, we got paired down. Wow. And I'm like, yeah, how did you play against a team that had two draws already? <laughs> right. Like... There there was a fair amount of unintentional draws in, in Oh, my the God, there were so many. Like, we had... Our, our, ours was unintentional, too. Like... Yeah. Yeah. Like it, oh, yeah. It's It was crazy. It, like I said, 10 more minutes, but... So we'll we'll go by me first, and then Brent, yeah. and then I mean I'll go over Alex real quick. You know, speak for him spiritually because he basically sure. played Phoenix twice and lost to both of those because we both we, we knew they were awful matchups. Yeah, but the like he beat Control, he beat him game one, then took him to time and beat him in turns. Well, beat him in turns, he took him to turns, and then to be fair, with how his game had went, he would have won. Yes. So it didn't matter. And then the next round was the draw, right against vehicles round round two he lost that was around we bailed him out like round one i i y'all bailed oh him was out that phoenix it, then i yes oh yeah because I, I, looked... I i play i played against um shadow yeah round three was vehicles then that was a draw yes and then round no. yeah because round four was merfolk round five was uh round five was your uh your your scam yeah you're right yeah, see, I know, yeah, I remember. Yeah. I, I know your matchups more than, than you did. I have, and I'm looking at him too. Um, okay, so, okay, um, so yeah, so he plays control beats him, and then round two plays against Phoenix. We both know that's bad, and he looks over at us. He's like, "Cool, I'm against Phoenix," and like, I'm like, "Oh, buddy, I'm like, oh, sweet child." I looked. O- I remember looking at like. I think the- you and I made eye contact too. After that, we were like, "All right, it's up to us." <laughs> yeah. Oh, I knew for sure. I I knew, but you know, that's you know, that's the life we live. Yeah. I mean, that's a, that's yeah. you sign up for that in team trios, like. Yeah. Yeah, you do. Um, and then round three was uh, he played. What did I say? Vehicles, right? Yes. Yeah, that was his draw. Which another time that if we had more time, he was definitely going to win. Like basically, his opponent's yes. last turned he had a empty board and played in a crow and war and alec and had I, like six power yeah. and, and yeah he had a third path that was like just shit now running tokens. over the game yeah, yeah. like it oh my god and we were doing like because you this was the round you you took off because you had to you had to use the restroom yeah that, that and, was this round because i saw they were going to time i was like because alec i so i'm screaming you know this is another thing about not moving i'm yelling across brent yeah, tell. Right. I'm basically playing the game for Alec, yelling across Brent. I'm like, cast that thing, the four drop, four, 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 and he, yeah. yeah. <laughs> and he wins. And as soon as he wins, and they're going to game three, and I look over, and they have like ten minutes. I'm like, okay, Alec can probably either take it to turns or lose fast. So yeah. Um. So I left to go use the bathroom, and then the next round was uh was um Phoenix again. Yeah. Uh, which you know, rough. He he said it was a lot closer, and then his game against Phoenix, he had a really strange game. Well, it was weird. Yeah, like I looked over and asked Brent. I was like, "Are they? What the fuck is this opponent on?" It was definitely a post post board match. We had Sahili. Yeah, basically, I think Alec was fighting Hall. over Sahili's. <laughs> yeah, like yeah. it was. It was wild. It was weird. Yeah, not a Phoenix in sight. <laughs> They're boarded out, maybe. Well, yeah. Hell, so, I don't know. So maybe. That was actually so. Yeah. That was with Alec. So Alec had pitched a Runestone that match because he thought his opponent boarded out Phoenix's game too, 
because he never saw one like 30 cards deep. Which d- d- rarely happens. That doesn't yeah, I was going to say, like, yeah. not even like a hard-casted like, 3-2 flyer against a deck that can't beat flyers. There's play types like, fuck it, 4-mana, 3-2, haste, go. Yeah. 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 Uh, and then the last round was Alec played against Rakdos, and that was like where Beacon Bolt shined. Yeah. He went through like two shielders with that fucking card, and then and yeah. like so he he won game two and took him to a draw. And then uh, I think he just like yeah two two total games played into a draw. Yeah, right. and he said he felt real confident that he would have won game three. Yeah. And like I said, with how he made game two and even game one, like he beat through Childrens and like was looking good. He just lost to a a menace man land. Right. Uh, so my round one, so I'm on Reanimator. I play against a guy on eight cast, and I game one, I unmask him, see he has one force, and I'm like, oh, okay, cool. Dark Ray and Tomb, <laughs> Crystal Brand put an Archon into play afterwards. He's like, oh, I lose. Okay. Game two, <laughs> he uh, Chalice someone's me, I think, and I'm like, shit. And like, I kind of fight through it, but it just gets to a point like, I'm like, fuck. And then he, like, gets a turtle out, and the turtle's, like, big. I'm like, shit. Yeah. Uh, game three, though, he molds to five, but he keeps a, a reasonable hand. His hand is, like, Saga Land... Uh, fucking Saga Land... Uh, Grafdigger's Cage, Opal, and then another card. I don't remember. But that that's his hand. And I'm like, ah, oh, okay. And I, like... Uh, my hand is Serenity and six other cards. One of them being Gristlebrand and one of them being Exhum and Lands and Lotus Petal. And I'm like, oh, okay. And I like look at my hand and I'm on the play. Or no, I won game two because I'm on the draw in game three. So I lost game yeah. one, won game two, lot, or draw game three. So I look at my hand and he goes, Arjasaka, Grafdigger's Cage. Oh, Lotus Petal. And I'm like, oh, he's on the mold of five. I'm like, ugh. I'm like, okay. And I look at my hand. I'm like, oh, it's Serenity, Lands, like I said. And I'm like, okay, I'll draw go to my discard and discard Gristlebrand. And he's like, okay, that's fine. And he goes to his turn, doesn't find anything better, takes up Saga, plays land. I'm like, okay. I'm like, my turn. Uh, Fetch, Swamp, Lotus Petal for white, Serenity. Go. And he's like, oh, fuck. I'm like, yeah. So he tutors up Saga to just get something. He's like, it doesn't matter what I get here, right? And I was like, no. <laughs> and he like goes and gets, I think it's like a dead card in his deck. Like something okay. just to thin the deck at this point. Or me, I think he actually liked it not to get anything. And then I just, you know, Serenity on my upkeep nukes, and then I exhume Gristlebrand and win the game. Nice. Uh, round two, I played against Death Shadow. Is that round two? I said. Yes. I th- yeah, that's about So it. I played against Death Shadow. These games were close as shit. Oh my god. So game one. <laughs> These were good games. So game one, I thought season with an underground scene play, and he's laughing his ass off. He's like, oh my god, this is going to be so funny. I'm like, oh. And he's like, reveals his hand, and it's like two street race, death shadow, murktide, lands. And like, ponder. And I'm like, oh. Like, I'll take murktide. He's like, oh? And I'm like, yeah. And I'm like, lotus petal, dark writ. And he's like, oh. And I'm like, yeah, I'm sorry. You did not play the way you thought. And we have a point where I go like reanimate and he goes double street wraith. And I'm like, if you hit blue card force, I'm gonna be a little pissed. And uh, he doesn't. And then I win game one. Game two, he grinds it out um, and just wins with shadows. And then game three, holy shit. So game three, we just get to a point 
Like, and I remember Brent was Brent and Alec and his teammates were trying to ask us questions. I mean, him were like, stop talking to us. Like we're deep thought. So he, yeah. I get like a Gristlebrand pretty early and he plays Turok. And, or no, I don't. Okay. So yeah, that's this game. So my hand is show and tell Gristlebrand and like Lotus Petal. And I'm like, oh man, I'm like, uh, like this hand is weak to days, but I'll keep it. And he goes like yeah. land, do nothing, go. Or it was like land, ponder. And I go like land, Lotus Petal, go. Next turn, he goes like turn to Turok, pass. And I'm like, okay. And I go land. And I'm like, uh, I'm like, I could go for it here, but like if he dazes this show and tell, I'm like super boned. It's like, fuck it, I'll wait. Go to his turn, he goes pass. Or he plays like something. No, he doesn't do anything. He just, uh, he like wastelands me. And like passes and hits me for two. And I'm like, oh, well, okay. Well, I made this easy. So I'm like, all right, well, now I'm going to go for it regardless. I'm like, land, show and tell. And I look at him. I'm like, okay. And he's like, it's good. I'm like, oh, fucking Christ. So I, he puts a land to play and I put Gristlebrand to play. And then I just, I, I tutor or I draw seven once. And I'm like, okay, well, I'm going to go to discard. And I discard Archons. And his way to check me was he had surgicals to fight the reanimate side. So he yeah. he surgicals my archons in response to like me exhuming I think at some point or it was like me animate deading, and like the next turn and he's like surgical archon and then he surgicals griefs, so he's double surgical hand I'm like oh so I'm like all right I have like one threat left, so we get to this long game where eventually he goes like four mana, plays a Jace, uh Jason mind sculptor that he rips and he bounces Gristlebrand and then it. And his uh, Turok at this point is like a six something, because I had played Faithless Lootings. Um, so he puts me into like six. I'm like fuck. <laughs> I'm like okay. My I've like crafted the perfect hand because you know I've gone through Gristlebrand draws. I'm like okay. Well, I can get my other thing. So I go Entomb, go get Sarah's emissary, exhume Sarah's emissary on Planeswalker, and then like show and tell my Gristlebrand back into play. And I'm like all right, like I'm gonna win okay, this next turn. He's at, he's at seven life. He draws, and he's like, well, I guess I have nothing better to do but brainstorm. And he brainstorms into Faithful Strix, Baleful Strix. Pass. <sighs> and I'm like, god damn it. I'm like, alright, we're here again. So I'm like, okay, well, I know step one. So I'm like, alright, I'm gonna attack for seven. And he's like, I'll chump it with the Baleful Strix. I'm like, okay. I'm like, I will then reanimate your Baleful Strix. And I will ex uh, exhume my Gristlebrand back into play. And I was like, alright. I was like, you have, like, one draw to get out of this. So I was like, pass. And he dug as hard as he could to try to find the Brazen Borrower to get out from under it, and he couldn't find it. And it was a really good game of Magic. That's awesome. Um, so that was round two. Round three, I played against uh, 12 Post. I felt really bad. Uh, game two. So, it, I mean, game one, when how game one goes, I unmasked him, saw he was on 12 Post. So I was like, oh. And I was like, uh, next turn, reanimate Gristlebrand win. <laughs> and then... Uh, Game three, he got a Caracas or like played a Caracas. It's like, oh, I can't like go for Gristlebrand. So I got all three of my Archons into play in like one, <laughs> in one turn. <laughs> it's like, okay, I guess I'm doing this. Um, So I won, obviously. And then round four was uh four color control. And that went a lot better than I thought that was going to. I like unmasked him, took like force out of his hand and then got Gristlebrand. And, or, and no, this one was I reanimated Archon and just ran away with the game. And then um, the next game, I got Gristlebrand to play, and then like he dropped, he drew swords off the top, and then I just like put more shit into play after that. Uh, and then this is where this is where I get sad. 
So round five, you know, it's our winning in round. Yeah. And Brent and Alec the whole time have been talking about like, Cole, you're doing so much shit. And like, you're doing great. And I felt great. And I play against on the blind. I'm on the draw. And I'm like, okay. And I go like turn one unmask and it's initiative. And I'm like, okay, this is the boogeyman. This is like what I knew about it. I've tested against this. I knew about this. And, and apparently it's all over the room. Just talking to other people. Yeah. And, and like, and I never saw we it. We dodged it every time. And my hand was pretty decent. It had, it had an entomb and like two lootings and then like unmask. And I was like, okay, like my hand's pretty good. So I was like, okay. And I take the chalice he has in his hand. Cause I'm like, well, I have to. He, his hand does not have a turn one play. He rips Lotus Petal off the top to play Astalia. I'm like, of course. <laughs> Why wouldn't you? So now I'm having to pay two mana for these Faithless Lootings, and I just cannot fucking find a reanimate. Like, any of them. I play fucking yeah. 12 of them. Cannot find one. He eventually, like, curves off to play Ballista, and then just he just wins off the back of that. I just never find a reanimate. Or actually, I drew an Exhume, just could not find a guy. Uh, oh yeah, because I didn't have a Tomb. It was like, it was like another Faithless Looting. I think it was like three Looting Start or something. Or it was Dark Rit, so. Yeah, I just could not yeah. find a guy. Um... Game two, and this is like my biggest mistake. My opening hand was like two reanimates, a hand check, like unmask, and then a looting. And I was like, you know what? I think I'm going to keep it off the back of me taking his initiative guy. Because I thought to myself, I was like, if I take the initiative guy on turn one, I'm probably going to be okay. Which was dumb. I've done a lot of testing against that. It was more, I, I think in my mindset, I don't know why. I just was like, Brent and Alec have this. Um, to be fair, they were both playing matchups that were not phenomenal, but I don't know. This was on me. And like, I think our, our, well, yeah, I'm sorry. Go ahead. Well, and like, I, I check him and his hand is like two Paulos, which this is where also I noticed something. I apparently no one else knows magic lingo like I do. Cause I was like, is that two Paulos? Cause he had the secret layer ones. Oh yeah. And I was like, is that Paulo? He's like, what the fuck are you talking about? And I was like, oh, uh, spellbinder. <laughs> <laughs> um and then it was like two leap spellbinders, two solitudes, the Amiria land, like the bolt one, and then like a chrome box. And I was like, oh, it's like, god damn it. So I was like, okay, I guess I'm gonna do one thing. I guess I was like, so I take his spellbinder, and then I like spellbind his chrome box. I'm like, well, I guess I'll keep him off and see if maybe this random three one flyer can get me there. And he rips like ancient tomb off the top and then just it runs away with it from there. Gross. And then, yeah, then that, that was on me. I I, I realized that I knew playing against... I, I don't know why. I, I think in my mind, too, I was so scared of Initiative having Leyline, because on Moto, they all have Leyline, and they just randomly beating me because of that. Right. So I was so scared to keep the plan of, like, Turbo going for it on my side, and then, like, him having Leyline on zero, and then just beating me. Sure. So I was, like, super scared of that in the back of my mind. So I was like, oh, this Hand of Hand check to his Initiative guy should be good enough if his Hand is uh, Leyline on zero. Right. Like, it'll be phenomenal. But his grave... Oh, he had Sea Priest in his hand. That was the other card he had. Okay. So, yeah. I mean, overall, though, phenomenal run on my side. Like, yeah, individually, I, you went 4-1. That's that's awesome. Yeah, like, for first Legacy event in a very long time for me, like, I ran away with the game. And I was the only reanimator in that room. Yeah. There was a lot of decks that I wanted to play. Like, my first round was 8-cast. And I, before we went to that event, I was like, dude, I really want to build this deck. <laughs> I know. We were talking about before uh, off cast like that's that would be an uh, interesting. A cast just looks like so much fun. You just draw so many cards, right? And that's all Cole wants to do in life. <laughs> okay, uh, so I'll I'll go over mine real quick. Uh, I'll try to be 
quick. Uh, so round one, uh, I play against Gen Saga, which is definitely, it would, when it comes to decks, definitely not one I was expecting to run into. Uh, it, I get I get two owed by it. I think my keeps were not very good, and he had Necromentia naming uh, Indomitable Creativity in game two, and I had Transmog, but I damped the fourth land on time. Cause he, so I was like face up. I had transmog. I was like, all right, if you have a fetch light, I have an archon trigger. Uh, missed it, and then I had to just go for it next turn. And he had unholy heat, and I and I was just dead basically at that point. I, I played it out, but basically this one, I was just chilling Alec in his blue white control matchup, and he, uh, you and Alec just saved me from round one. Uh, round two, uh, go against Living End. Uh, this time, me and Cole, we both bail out Alec in his losing to uh, Blue Red uh, Phoenix. Uh, it went to three games uh, against Living End. I was able to just bend an Archon in response to a a sorcery speed uh, Shardless Agent. So I basically get to get an Edict, and then I can attack and get another Edict in the in the game I won in, in the in game three. And he just couldn't deal with that. So. Uh, Third round was against Merkfolk. And that was, I think that was, that one I definitely wasn't expecting, but it was one I knew that was going to be really tough for me. Well, I think he let on Cavern on Merkfolk, and I was like, oh. Oh, God. yeah, when he said that, I looked over, I was like, oh, fuck me. And I was like, I knew, like, this is bad. Like, I knew off right off the bat that this was bad, uh, because they just have creatures that have counterspell. Uh, I take a game, but I lose in three, which I'm not very surprised like that's just always rough. The uh, next round, I play against Murktide. Um, so I, I put this in the notes in my notes because uh, Urel or the per, you know the person I use as the he made the the list the exact list I was running. He said that I thought it was seventy five percent, but he said it was like a sixty five percent matchup for him specifically. And I don't know if he's a god or if I'm just garbage or something, but. Uh, well, I played that against Alec uh, before we got to test uh, uh, Pioneer because it was more important for us to test the Pioneer seat than it was for me to test Modern. Uh, I think uh, I think we all would agree to that. Uh, but I, the only I, we played like six games. The only game I won was when I had <laughs> attacking with a Goblin Shaman token and two one ones. It was the weirdest. I think like some of his bad luck, maybe just questionable keeps or whatever, or just like hands not shaking out. But it looked so it, bad. <laughs> yeah. Well, he had the he had the game one blood moon, and I did I I didn't have the spell pierce or whatever. So I was like, I felt like it was light years behind. Like like I don't win those games. I just never do. Um, game two, I I think it got to the point where he had Merc tied and holding up counterspell, and I was like. And Murktide was a lethal threat. I was like, I, I just got to go for it. I have no other play. I don't have ice. I don't have anything to, to stop this Murktide. So I went for it. He had that counterspell or whatever and just killed me, like, just on the spot. And I think this was our first, like, that was overall our first loss. No, I'm sorry. We won one, lost. This is the round we drew. Yeah, because that was where you played vehicles. Yeah. Uh, the final round was uh, frustrating. Like I was against uh, Scam. Also, uh, Urel also says that he thinks it's a very good matchup. I was I never felt like that, but 
Anyway, we went to game three. He mulligans to five, and I have a... I feel like a, a fine hand, but it was just rough how everything... Like, I had a I had a hand that had creativity. He griefs it away, like, the turn before I can cast it. And then I have Archon of Cruelty, and then he has, like, a Thought Seize just right at the perfect time again. Yeah, he top-decked like a god. Yeah, he did. And it, he was, like, he kept two... He had two lands, and, like, passing, I was doing nothing. I was like, okay, I'm... My card should have been better. Like, I, I was, like, played a Fable, or I played Prismari Command. Like, I was digging, I was making treasure, and I was, like... One t- like I needed a top deck, any untapped land, and I could just hard cast Archon of Cruelty and probably just win the game on the spot. Uh, and it, it was just it was so rough. And that was the re- you know this was round five. We think we're in a win and in. Cole, that was your one loss. This was I had a draw, and Alec he had a draw too. But Alec said he was he would have felt confident going into game three, and this one was a little rough. Like this was I I told Cole like in between before this round I was like man I, I hope that I was like I hope Cole you lose that we 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 drag you out of it because you you getting all of your wins you just bailed us out throughout all those rounds I was like I really want us to get one get one back for you because um, we were like you were the, you were carrying us throughout the event so uh, but that's not how it shook out unfortunately uh, and we just left right after that there was no point staying we knew we were dead. Yeah, not a lot of our our guys went. Yeah, we knew Austin. He did go three one and one, which would have been our record too, but he got his team got seventh place. And I know my Wichita buddies; they were two o two going to the last round. I do, actually I didn't check in on with anyone after after we were eliminated. I was like, let's just get out of here. Um, but I, I don't know. Does it, it doesn't really matter? But overall, it was still it was still a lot of fun. Cole, I was. I I said to you face up like I'm most nervous about your seat because uh, we don't get a lot of legacy practice, um, just not in this area. And but you you were crushing your on your side of the table for two weeks. I played leagues, <laughs> and yeah, and you made the deck look awesome. And I think like your deck, like going into if if we did top six, like. I was not gonna be nervous about. I wasn't nervous about your deck after once we got deep in the tournament. I was like, "Oh well, you're just doing great." But um, I guess anything else about that event that we want to talk about? No, that's about it. Honestly. I have one more complaint actually. Oh, okay. Cool. So, uh, as as some of you guys know, and I've mentioned this on the pod, like I'm on call every like for a two week period, then I'm off the on call rotation for six weeks. So and I luckily I'm this this is the end of my on call, and but I have someone covering the Saturday so I can go play in this event. I like ask the week before, but hey, can someone cover me for the day because I'd like to play this team trios event um, that actually already paid for at this point. Um, and then yeah, luckily I had uh, a, some really good coworkers that said they would co- they'd cover me so I can go. So they say at six o'clock, which is the time we estimate that we're going to leave up until the rest of the day till midnight 6 a.m till midnight they will cover the phone queue basically i was like awesome unfortunately that does start at 12 30 in the morning like right after midnight and i got on call and i was frustrated to have to deal with a a you know a a, a user trying to get signed into us like some, one of our systems like fuck so i just lost sleep i was kind of miserable 
And I just really wish I got good sleep. And it was yeah. Anyway, I'm just I'm just complaining about about st- about my life. It's not worth it. But I was just like annoyed that I was like I and I'm I'm the driver, so it's like I I wanted to just like have good sleep. That's all I wanted. Okay, I don't. We don't have to talk about that anymore. Uh, the last thing we wanted to talk about, Cole, was uh, we're not going to talk about cards specifically. Well, I mean, we can mention the cards. Well, we can mention the cards, but like we're not going to do like a review or whatever. But like that's 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 the next pod. But uh, we're going to talk about what we're what we're looking towards, uh, like specifically for us um, and what we're building. Because I know you're you're starting to craft some decks yourself and. And you have new plants with some of the new cards. Well, we do have... So for me, I do have the RC in California coming up. That'll be standard. So I am looking at stuff for that. Oh, right. Yeah, that's in April. Yeah, somewhere around there. But okay. I guess I can start real quick. There are two cards that I'm looking at for shiggles. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> um, one of them's a good card. <laughs> Okay. Okay. Well, that's that's good. Yeah. So one, one of them is. is I'll let people decide which one's the good cards. One of them is Jace, the Perfect Mind or Perfected Mind, and then the other one is Capricious Hellriser. Okay. Um. So Jace, he's three mana, four technically, but he's two and a blue to Phyrexia. Uh, comes in at five. So I guess what three, right? Yeah, it'll be a three if it's if it's reduced. Yeah. So plus one till your next turn. One creature gets minus three minus zero. It's fine. Minus two, target player mills three cards. Then if a graveyard has 20 or more cards in it, you draw three cards. Otherwise, you draw one card. So that's the literal mill spell. Yeah, uh, Visions of Beyond or some shit like that. Vision, yeah, okay, yep. Big thing, minus X, target player mills three times X cards. So with Shiggles, you, if you put them out on four, you can mill yourself 15 cards in one minus. Yes. To maybe win the game. But for the, the other card, the Hellraiser, it's a six mana total, three red and three. Flying four four. Uh it costs three less to cast if you have nine or more cards in your graveyard. And then when Hellraiser enters the battlefield, exile three cards at random from your graveyard. Choose a non creature, non land card from among them and copy it. And then you may cast that copy without paying its mana cost. So a cool thing for this with Shiggles is like when you're cruising and stuff and you're selecting your graveyard, you can select your graveyard and then like when the mill comes off of founding the third path, you'll be at nine, obviously, more than likely. You can right. kind of play him and hope to hit like a good three and otherwise he's a four, four flyer that they have to deal with. Right. Because for a little bit, I was trying Drake with Shiggles, but like, I don't know. I, I want a card that does more than just draw a card and then become a big threat. Yeah, this this has a definitely a high, higher ceiling. The red red red, like there's a few things like the red red red. It's probably kind of tough, or it can be. Yeah, because you're like a you're like a bl- you're like blue splash red deck. So, so red 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 is, is kind of tough, and um, but I think like the bodies like it you know stop stops the phoenix. Like they have to use a uh, the lava axe to to deal with it, and you still. We'll probably get a really good spell out of it. Yep. But that's all for now. There's a couple other cards that I'm excited for, but for now, that's it. Oh, and Luca, because I like Luca. But, Brent, what are you excited about currently? Uh, so, I mentioned this already in our private, in like, uh, I guess, like the team Discord or whatever. Is, like, I don't know what it is, but like, Tyvar is, make, I'm, is making me excited for 
this elves in pioneer i i don't know where this came from because i've never played elves like in any format like i had the uh the old origins like starter deck like that's because that's what when i started playing magic was like with this i just had a few of these starter decks like oh this is cool it's elves i need elvish visionary it's great and but for some reason like this was like all right you look i'm gonna i'm gonna be a buyer on this this deck it probably won't work out i already like believe that and uh i i'm just gonna play I, yeah i'm gonna build elves and i already bought pre-ordered the uh the dope art of tyvar so i'm i mean i will say that elves has like been popping up up and down on uh pioneer for a while right i definitely think for tyvar because people are talking about him with devoted druid which like makes sense because you know devoted druid having haste is a big deal Right, but for me, part. with him is like if he just had Gris text, dude. Oh my god! If he like just right. was a creature, you could go get. Yeah. Oh, he'd be so good. <laughs> but obviously, yeah. that'd be like way too good. I just want Gris to right. Pioneer. I guess. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I'm gonna pause for a sec. My kitty wants to get out of here, but I might just leave it in the pot. Okay, if this is in the podcast, it's because I'm lazy. I don't want to edit it, but... Hell yeah! <laughs> so... <laughs> Let the painful truth unplugged! <laughs> uh, so another card, uh, I also... So that was Tyvar. Another card that I know I'm... I am I haven't ordered this card yet because the price is very high. There's no I, shot that it stays that high. I'm going to call it. Well, I also, it's a rare, like, maybe... It could oh, be wait, 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 there's one more. I'm talking about the... I know, there's one more card I have to mention real quick, because you were talking okay, about cards it, that are too it. high. I also need an Atraxa, <laughs> because Reanimator's talking about playing it as a one-of, which makes <sighs> sense, because yeah. uh, apparently Reanimator has a tough time beating out, like, an, uh, uh, what the, a Merktide? Because, you know, it's an 8 and unfortunately Gristlebrand is not, which is weird. Um, so the good thing about Traxa is she's a flying vigilance death touch lifelink so she trades with the Murktide and she's usually guaranteed to put four cards in your hand uh, sure yeah so a big thing about her is like if your opponent plays a Murktide out as an 8-8 and they have like a Delver so you can't go with the Archon strat yep. you can get her out she'll put four cards in your hand and then you know Murktide can't really attack into you and more than likely they're not going to keep in blast against you know um, reanimator for whatever fucking reason they would Right. Um, so, like, it just becomes really difficult for them to, like, try to turn an 8 8 sideways into you and it buys you a turn. And, like, if you put, like, Entomb Reanimate or, like, Entomb Exhum into your hand off of her. Yeah. You know, like, you're like, all right, I'll go get an Archon next turn, get rid of Delver, and just keep attacking with a 7 7 Vigilance Lifelink. Right. You know, yeah. and then it's like your Mark Tide eventually has to trade with it. I will be yeah. 100% honest, this was not my idea. Um, a <laughs> professional magic player. I think I have the photo of who posted it on Twitter. He did an in-depth talk about cards that are going to be good in Legacy currently that we see out of the new set. Uh, by PVDH. What is it called? Okay. Uh, and he talked about like Atraxa being a big one for like also natural order decks because you screen. Um, and I was like, I read it and I was like, wow. He gave, like he gave Atraxa an A minus and he talked about decks that it could see playing and I was like, oh. I thought about it for Reanimator, and sometimes Reanimator has the flex slot of like your fourth Gristle brand. Sure, yeah. Uh, like I tried Villas, the Blood Broker, for a little bit. It's a guy that says when you lose life, you draw cards. 
Yeah. And then he has, like, removal built onto him, so... You know, like, you have that flex spot, so, like, I could definitely see um, Reanimator going in and being like, okay, we'll we'll try her out. Yeah, there, there's that slot for it. Yeah, and, I mean, unfortunately, though, when we were talking about price, <laughs> she she is a pretty expensive uh, pre-order price, <laughs> let me tell you right now. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Okay, so, uh, <laughs> so the card, this one I've been excited for for a while. It's the Microsynth Gardens. Um, I'll go over the text real quick. It's tap, add a colorless mana. It's a spear land. Not relevant here, but still. As one tap, add a mana of any color. And X, tap, Microsynth Gardens. We have a copy of target non-token artifact you control with mana value X. Uh, so this was be discussed pretty heavily with the amulet community. Just like having a second virtual amulet copy. Copy of amulet. A vigor. Um, it actually unlocks... A few more turn two lines. Uh, I, which basically before that was like forest or like a basic into amulet into amulet into bounce land. Any acceleration like uh, Azusa or a boreal grazer or explorer will get you enough to cast amulet or primeval titan. And uh, with double ammo, you can deal 20. Like that's the common one this one's a little bit more complicated like if you play this into amulet on turn one then play a bounce land so you have two mana and then you make a copy one mana left you have uh that one mana if let's say it's grazer it'll have to be like double grazer or or grazer into explore or grazer into azusa stuff like that then that unlocks your primeval titan with double uh with double amulet of vigor which will you know same thing it'll let you do uh 20 points of damage um also uh i guess like well i guess that, that's kind of it because that's 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 just the lethal play um and then you know summoner's pack could replace any of those uh like either a grazer Azu- or azusa or primeval titan and also like double amulet with cultivator colossus also just absurdly good and in that kind of ser- that start that I talked about with microsynth gardens into bounce land you'll have like one or zero lands into play and you know this is turn two so your cultivator colossus will probably have at least like four lands that will convert into uh double that mana and just replace itself with more cards so Cultivator just becoming a super like that's just a super good engine of just like. You think I'll probably go to like a two of then? No, no, actually, yeah. Thanks for the question. It kind of loaded up for me. Punt and wine, you know, he's one of the premier amulet personalities. He said this is going to be a four of in the deck. No, I meant like cultivator. Oh, okay, okay. Well, I'm gonna pretend like you asked that question. No, I mean that's a good question, anyways, because you know sometimes it's like. Like, Cultivator, for example, was, like, a good card for Amulet, but you only ever played it as a one-up. No, right. I but think like, it's still but, good. So, because, you know, Amulet always gets those, like, random texts where people are like, oh, we'll play this as a four-of when it comes out, and then people are like, oh, wait a minute. So, I think it'll still just be the singleton, maybe a, a second, but it's, it's, you know, the deck is all about Primeval Titan, which actually just wins the game. Uh, I, th- I, th- I think it'll just still be... Because, uh, I mean, Cultivator Teology is a draw spell, right? Right. Yeah, exactly. It... it to me, I read it as it like in it'll just be a really good ramp spell, but I don't think it's it's worth the second copy of the card. Other than like, like sometimes it will be a sideboard card just because like oh it gets control or something like that. You want this this very high value card or something like that, but it's 
yeah, I, I think we just still play the one cultivator clauses. But it's uh, it, yeah, I, I think that's what the community's kind of been on with the deck with the card. Like we need to find slots for this because this, you know, obviously it's amulet or amulet has been like such a tight deck as it's been, and we're talking about adding four of these cards. Had to find room. And probably even adding another bounce spell too, because um, we'll probably have these kind of lines and combos available to us a little bit more. So people want the eleventh bounce land. Yeah. So it's just like go trying to find its identity in a sense. Okay. Um, so, some have even proposed like going down the dried Valica thing. I think that's like criminal at this point. Like um, to make room by doing stuff like that because. Like going just all in on on huge primeval titan attacking. I, I no, you got you got to have Valka as Plan B and Dried is just so good. Like we we got to keep doing that. Um, so I, like I think we could just like utility lands like Bajuka Bog or like Cavern of Souls. Like those we can trim or like demote to the sideboard. Like there's there, we could we could find room for this card. That, that upside we we think could be worth it. Like when you cast, and I played a few Aim of the Titan mirrors like the person who like it's not about the first primeval titan if it's like if you have primeval titan and uh with with amulet that's a bigger deal than not having it and this with two amulet vigors that allows you to just have this this bonkers i win the game turn or just like even double haste uh aim uh, primeval titans and stuff like that and that just gets absurd really quickly so um so yeah, I think that will be. Um, so this is gonna be a four of, uh, for me at least. I'm gonna try to proxy a, uh, this card and just do some playtesting a little bit to get started. But I'm, I'm excited about this card. All right. Sure. Um. So that for new cards, that's there's that that's it for me right now. But we'll we'll go over next week the cards that that we think are going to be the most interesting uh, for constructive purposes this set's already really cool i mean it's my favorite plane that we've ever been to and we're back and the art looks great like i'm excited yeah okay so i guess cole uh we'll talk about the the new new cards uh, next week we'll probably do i guess uh maybe within a week or so i mean i imagine the full set should be out by the end of this week it'll it may be out by the time you're listening to the podcast oh easily yeah easily yeah i'm pretty sure so yeah that'll be uh that'll be our next podcast um i'm really looking forward to it but i think that's it for us this week Cole. yeah that's about it okay all right well thanks again everyone for checking us out and we'll see you next time on the set review everyone's favorite episode all right bye everyone bye